Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit! I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! Princess Bride. That's what Princess Bride is what I thought. I went with somber. Okay. But with uh, also a tie-in. Okay. So it's a little double duty. Th- sorry. All thing. right. I didn't want to come crashing in with some dubstep or something. That's right. You know, we're in a mood today. That's right. How do you do a goddamn death dedication? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who remember that Casey Kasem audio gold. That, but it is Princess Bride, right? Yes. yes. The Wesley yes. on the hill or yep. whatever. Yeah. Yep. Okay. This is the uh, uh, Once Upon a Time love is in the air as you wish right right whatever song so uh there's actually words and singing to this song too yeah uh, i'd rather have the knopfler guitar playing i I like i like the guitar also because i wanted to say knopfler i i know you do uh because you it was on your calendar today knopfler (laughs) um here we are this is uh big kev's geek stuff episode 518 uh the one we're calling I, i don't know what are we calling this one? Side, sad tidings. I don't or know. Knopfler. Knopfler. Nuff said. Nuff said. Oh. So, so this this week's episode is ah. is really um is really somber and sad and depressing. Clearly, and it's well, laughing, laughing. We're doing. And it's. Wait, I don't think we should be mourning. I think we should be celebrating well, the life. Hold on. Of Stanley. It's. I, I wasn't even going with Stanley. I am. I am wholeheartedly depressed at the fact that there were no empanadas. At Geekville this past week. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that that is sad. Wow. <laughs> no, no, of course. I'm upset not for you. Upset about missing it. Yes. Of course, we're sad about uh, of, uh, the passing of the 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 great Stanley, one the only Stan the man. You know, I, I always I always fondly uh, I always fondly refer back to. Because I knew Stan's name growing up. You had to know Stan's name. Oh, oh if, you God, read, if you read comic books, you knew Stan Lee's name. Yep. But I, I, if you if you watched Spider Man and his amazing right, friends, you knew the name. Yep. But I think, hello, true believers. This is Stan Lee. I think the first time I ever recall seeing a picture, air quotes, picture of Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. Right, and I could be wrong on this, but the first time I definitely recall it was the trading card. Was that Marvel trading card that said Stan the Man. The 90s uh, trading yep. cards? And it, it, took, it took that long for you to catch his face? I think so. Because I don't remember seeing wow. his face in the letter pages. It might have been there and I just didn't pay attention to it. Because right. growing up, I honestly, growing up, I don't know that I paid much attention to Stan's soapbox or any of that stuff. I right. would get to the end of the issue and I'm fairly certain I would probably close the issue. Yeah. And that was it. I no more pictures left. No at that more point. pictures. I didn't thumb through the back where mm. Stan's face would have appeared. I wasn't watching a ton of comic book documentaries in in my younger days. I would read the, the issue. There there were none. Yeah, well, but that's yeah. what I mean. So I, I I remember the first time seeing his face or or his visage, um, at least that I can recall. 
Right. I might have seen it prior to that and just don't remember. But the first time I recall seeing it was that trading card. The one that was like Captain America, Spider-Man. Yep. A little bit of everybody. A little bit of everybody. There's and, a mystery and, about the tiny hat in that particular shot. I, I, I can only – is Howard the Duck maybe? Is that even a remote possibility? There's a tiny hat. I have to look on the, uh, if you're If you're looking at the photo on the upper – Right portion of the photo, there's a teeny tiny little, uh, not quite a fedora, but a, a, a hat uh, that looks like it could belong to, you know, the spirit. Oh. Perhaps. Mm. or I don't, I don't know, know that it would belong to the spirit. No, I, I, I see the hat. But that, you know, that kind of style, you know. Uh, but yeah, I, I, don't I, know like, who that, I don't know who that belongs to. I can only think, like, or Darkwing Duck. It's almost a Darkwing Ducky kind of hat, yeah. but small, miniature. But I, there's this ongoing mystery about who that belongs to, and I have been not been able to track it down, and it's making me a little nuts. Yeah, I don't... Uh, so if anybody's got insight on that, uh, chime in. Especially if you're in the room right now, maybe have some insight on it. That would be handy. Or they um, could call the GVM line. They could do that, too, at 201-730-BKGS. I, I, I don't... I, the hat is going to bother the hell out of me now. I, you're stuck, too, right? I'm, because it's like, where? why is there... Crazy. A, why is there a hat? Do you have a, a shot of that that I can hold up to the room? Yeah, hold on one second. Like a good uh, clear one on the on the phone. Maybe you all can help us out. I'm, I'm sure you know the uh, image we're talking about from that trading card set. It's a very, very cool image. Yeah, there it is. I'm going to hold that. Can I get it solo? Nope, I can't do that. So we're just going to... That shot right there, yeah. holding it up to the room. And there's a tiny hat right up here in the uh, the upper right corner here where my finger's... Was it there. maybe J. Jonah Jameson? Did he wear a hat? Did he wear a hat? Was it? Was it? Who knows? Was it the two gun kid? Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it Ben Grimm's hat from when he was in the no. trench coat? <laughs> That's no, a western that a, hat. Yeah, that was man. a bowler, wasn't it? Yeah. That's like kid, kid, cult outlaw, or one of those yeah. Marvel westerns. Or is that just Stan's hat? Did Stan wear a hat at any point no, as part of a tra- like some form of like ongoing trademark? I don't remember him with a, with a trademark hat of any sort. So. I'm lost. I'm completely completely lost. But I don't know. A great image, but that one nugget is making me nuts. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, yeah. at any rate, um, that was your your first view of uh, gaze upon his visage was in that uh, that trading card. At least that I and, recall. And, and at least making the connection that he's Stanley. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm come to think of it, I'm wondering if if I might be in the same boat. I'm sure I saw his face all through childhood. You know, skipping through the letters page to get to the ads where you know the. Uh, uh, the the shock buzzers were and all the all the good X-ray practical glasses. jokes and the X ray glasses and uh, uh, the other goofy ass ridiculous toys for yeah. uh, you know selling a bunch of bullshit and uh, and then maybe you get two, something two two thousand green army men for a dollar ninety nine but uh, no one would be able to you know question the influence that Stan had on not only popular culture but modern mythology yeah comic books in general. Um, TV, film, animation. I mean, he he had such a huge impact. And um, the the saddest part about this for me, personally, in a weird way, is that when it happened, I had that I had that immediate oh no, right, right. But I wasn't I wasn't completely destroyed inside, and I think it's because. I knew it was coming. Yeah, <laughs> like he's, I've been. Yeah, he was he's 95. ninety-five. Yeah, not only that, but his the last year of his life he's, has been he's tumultuous. been steadily downhill. His, yeah. his health, his financial situation, mm-hmm. his wife's passing. I think I had just mentally prepared myself for this. I, the, once we got that news of of his wife's passing, yeah. it's, it's extremely common that it's not long yeah. behind uh, where uh, where the the spouse will follow. That uh, it's it's very common. Uh, so once we got that news, I it was really for me. I'm like, it's just a matter of any any minute now. It's it, I'm just prepared for it. I think that's what it was. I was prepared for it. Yeah. And certainly there's a sadness there, but there there there's been a, there's been a very strange reaction to the point of like people you know screaming on the mountaintops. No, why? Because he's 95 years right. old. And again, I get it. I get it. It's this isn't that but, kind of reaction. But it wasn't. It <laughs> wasn't. It wasn't the Alan Rickman reaction, for example. Right. Because right. that was just out of that was field. like oh holy yeah, shit. Like, that holy was shit. that was devastating. Right. And, and an absolute gut punch. And and it's a it's an entirely different set of circumstances. Right. There's we, there's no reason for us to have not been prepared but, for this. But I'm sad, you know. And you see, it's, it, this is a tributary time, you know. And you celebrate his legacy. We're I, there, there's no 
shock and and dis- distraughtness here. It's it's for me. It's just it's all about celebrating the the leg- yeah. legacy. Le- this man has an unmatched legacy in uh, in this world and in our world in particular. Yes. Yeah, and so. the, the mythology point that people have have made, like he's he's created a modern American mythology. I've seen that re- repeated mm-hmm. numerous times throughout tweets. And it's the perspective that that throws at me is he's basically the architect of our Bible, really. Oh yeah, are oh, yeah. these these uh, characters, these larger than life characters that are yet relatable and still human at, at their inside, capable of superhuman uh, feats and and magic, and uh, and all but beneath that are are messages and life lessons, uh, and yeah, it's stuff that the way. A, a Bible thumper might throw around quotes, you know, Matthew right. 25, Ezekiel 25, 17, right. and so on and so forth. We're the type of people And to, I say, we'll, we'll throw, America. We'll throw and around. And I say, Iron Man. We'll throw around something like, a, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Right. Uh, Amazing Fantasy 15, Ben Parker. Like that, th- <laughs> these are our Bible quotes. Sure. And this mythology is, is, is where so much of our outlook comes from. And for, for anybody to bemoan comic books, especially Marvel about uh you know the SJW agenda now blows me away yeah. because it has always had a mind towards social issues always there have always been lessons that have have had this lean towards tolerance and anti-bigotry and always always well, it's been there well I, I agree with you where where I think I deviate from your point PK is that where it was sort of a natural response in Stan Lee's day and it was sort of a natural uh sort of thing in my opinion where now it just feels ham-handed and awkward when they try to do something socially relevant like when they you know like when they make a character gay or or something like that it's not because there's a natural transition to the character being that way it's because well it's been a while since we had any stories in the news about comic books about Marvel Comics in particular, so let's do something controversial for controversy's sake. I, I, that's, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. That's that's not the point I'm trying yeah. to make. I mean, he's the architect of, of something that has shaped these. I'm, I'm more about the company now and and what they're doing. It's his his architecture has has shaped all of these things, and and the book has always had that that lean. So I, I, I and with the feelings about it now, I'm not I'm not here to debate. Just just his architecture. Stanley is essentially is is. If you really want to get hyperbolic about it, he's our he's our our formerly living god. Sure. He, he was a living god. He created a universe, and that universe shaped the stories that that we have shaped our personalities and ourselves around these characters that we've identified with. Um, and that was a, it's you know it, it really struck me. Comic books are our religion. Oh yeah, and it really that reality and that comparison really struck me kind of hard there today. Are... And that that's where I I got choked up about how he has built that over his inc- unbelievable life I, I have i have long uh long often referred to comic books as modern mythology as a matter of fact mm. there's a lot of college courses across this great nation that we live in where they actually offer classes in comic book history in right. the context of modern mythology and um i mean essentially that's what it is i mean it's you, you know it's it's not necessarily looked at with the same sort of religious context that original mythology looked at but it but all the same moral plays are there and all of the same life lessons are there that the sisyphus and and all all of those things exist within comic books and stan um was one of those guys um amongst the team of guys but stan was one of those guys who um who always um expressed that concern and express those thoughts and values and and you know the the quote going around from or the it's not even a quote it's a, it's an entire snippet from stan soapbox which yep. is something that used to appear Great piece. where he addresses bigotry and you read that and you're like holy shit this applies today yeah and that was then and, and, and that stand was tremendously risky back correct. then too well he he stood to lose a lot by by taking that stance yeah. and uh, and good good on him for that as far as, far as interpretations of these and in, in religious and mythological points let's give it I'd say even as little as a hundred years and see where, uh, where they, when the King James version comes out in about a hundred right, years of right. the Marvel uh, universe. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see, we'll, we'll see where those interpretations lie. I, I think that's what my comment was more about the legacy and, and how I feel that what they're doing now is not the same as what Stan was doing back in the heyday. 
you know, because I feel like the current incarnation of of the company, I think, has diverted largely from what Stan created. OK, uh, I think uh, that's what my comment was. Yeah, about. I mean, it's it's it certainly has gone through its changes, but needless to say, nonetheless, it is a very sad time. And uh, I applaud everybody who celebrates the passing of Stan Lee in their own way. And um, he clearly touched everybody's lives. Even DC put out a, a really nice statement beautiful, about it. Beautiful statement. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, that's 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 it. I don't want to dwell on it too Respect. much. Respect. Yep. Um, but there's a lot to cover in the news there's only this a little bit. week. So let's um, let's cover as much of it as we can. And then anything that doesn't get covered um, will appear in bonus content for those of you who subscribe to Patreon at the five dollar level. Um, you can look forward to those things later in the week. But let's move forward now. Uh, Jeremy Irons is going to be playing an older version of Ozymandias in HBO's Watchmen. Now, I thought this was particularly interesting because this is our first inkling that the original Watchmen characters are going to be in this new incarnation right. of Watchmen. Um, so clearly it takes place after. We've, we've had before Watchmen, so right. this apparently is after Watchmen. Right. After Watchmen. Um, <laughs> So, so with that said, with that said, that is an, um, it's a little bit of a breath of fresh air for me because I don't entirely hate the concept of exploring a world post Watchmen no. and how that's relevant to modern times. I, and I, I'm the, it's, I agree. It's nice to at least know that we have some level of connection now through an actual named character from the original Peace. And and especially the character of Ozymandias, who is who there are so many parallels yeah. you can draw to him. Speaking of architects. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are so many parallels you can draw to him um, in modern times, I think. And so um, I think this is a good this is good. I wonder if this is them taking criticism and reworking the show i wonder if this was the plan all along and they were saving the announcement all of that aside though jeremy irons is a brilliant casting choice i, I love jeremy irons I think absolutely he's, spectacular i think he's one of those guys that it's funny i don't want to call him underrated but he he pops up in weird places sometimes but he, i think he always gives a great performance always there's, no matter how never small an or game. obscure the role mm-hmm. is, he always does a great job. And so I'm excited to see what his take is on that character and where he fits in this world. Um, I mean, he's roughly – so now this might give us a clue as to where this Watchman is set because he he's roughly – were Ozymandias a, an actual character, Yeah, uh, he would be roughly probably Jeremy, Jeremy Irons' age around now I would, in it, 2018. Is it Ozymandias or Ozymandias? I, Do I pronounce I, it wrong? I, I, I Ozymandias. Oh, there you go. I've heard both uh, Ozymandias and Ozymandias. So. Okay. Or Ozymandias. I remember Ozymandias. I've I heard, heard that was Ozymandias. in the film, correct? Ozymandias is how they said it in the movie, I think. I don't mm-hmm. know. Either way, um, I think it's great that we finally yeah. have some sort of link to it. And it will it gives me a little bit more It's it's. Um, um, I'm hope. breathing a little more easily that it's, it's not uh, a reskinned Watchmen a la Wanted was from book yeah. to screen. Uh, and so on. It gives me a little hope that it, uh, okay, we got something po- possibly interesting here that's going to be more connected than we expected. Um, that being- What also is really interesting now is to look at the cast announcements. And now, based on the cast announcement of uh, of Jeremy Irons, to look at the previous casting announcements and go, okay, wait a minute. So if that guy is playing older so-and-so, you know, what does that mean for some of the rest of these characters? Are we seeing Don Johnson as like older Night Owl? Uh, you know, are we seeing? You know, like I'm. It really kind of it opens up the possibilities as to who could be who. And and while I I agree with you there, I kind of feel like if that was the case, we might have gotten that already. True. Like I kind of feel like because first of all, I must we have something of, that's a, a later reveal, right? Like a, an actual Why? like season ender sort of spoiler reveal. Hi, I'm actually Dan Dryberg. You know, I something know. along that line. I just, I kind of feel like Ozzy Mandius, Dias, Deus, Rock Me Amadeus. Uh, I kind of <laughs> feel like out of all of the characters that you're going to choose to announce from the classic, that's probably a little, like a little bit more of one of the odd ones. So why would you start there? I don't why know. would you think that, being that he is the villain of the book? I, I, I understand that, but when when you walk up to somebody and say Watchmen. 
I would venture to say with a little bit of comfort, and I'm not a gambling man normally, but mm-hmm. I would venture to say that that is not the first name that leaps off of people's tongues. Nope. No, it's the Rorschach, first name Rorschach, Rorschach and Night Comedian, Owl. Night Owl, Ozzy, villain or not. I don't know that that is the first name that leaps off of people's tongues or out of their mind. And honestly, pe- people will go to the, the giant glowing blue cock than they will. Right, right. Dr. Manhattan. Before they even right. get to Ozzy Manhattan. So that's uh, what, so, so, that never gets old. So that's what I'm saying. I, to me, that's just a weird one to make the formal tie-in announcement with. Mm. Maybe it's just me. I, I could be wrong. I, but I, I don't agree. If the guy was the <laughs> villain in the book, the guy is clearly going to be uh, some sort of, of – linchpin character in this whatever this tv show ends up being i think it makes perfect uh, perfect sense it also makes perfect sense considering of all the casting that they've already done jeremy irons by far is the biggest name by far the biggest um, name so of course you'd want to announce that from purely the uh, the point of uh, of the fact that he is the biggest star that they've landed for this thing so far yeah, I look. I I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. Just it to me, it just rang odd. But we'll wait and see. I mean, it's coming sometime next year, right? So um, I guess we'll have to wait and, and see what that means. Yeah, this is enough for me to be on board. So yeah, we'll see if they uh, they hang on to me. Yeah, sometime in 2019 is all we have. Yeah, it's, it's about as accurate as when we're getting Game of Thrones. Sometime in 2019. Um, <clears throat> this is the I really don't know that I care that much about this Star Wars news of the week for me. Diego Luna is going to be reprising his role as Cassian Andor in the upcoming Star Wars TV series or in an upcoming Star Wars TV series. Um, I loved Rogue One. Yep. Um, I really liked the story that Rogue One told. Yep. Cassian Andor was probably my least yep. meh character There's out of the one entire thing, film. <laughs> one thing and one thing alone will get me excited about this. An announcement that Alan Tudyk is returning as K2. Okay. Okay. That will make me excited about the Cassian Andor show. Everything else, eh. But that will I'm a I'm a hundred percent on board if that's what happens. One of the biggest criticisms of Rogue One, um, and one that I happen to agree with, by the way, was that they did not spend a lot of time really developing some of these characters to the point where I cared about them. And I feel like Cassian Andor was one of those characters where he was there. He had motivation, a bit yeah. of it, I guess, and he did. He's very well performed, but yeah. as far as the writing, he was. Uh, it's there, there's just a, a there's a lot of information to get out, and you know normally you know we're used to seeing characters for a good stretch of time to build right. an attachment to them, be it through the length of a TV show like Rebels, be it right. through several films. You know we're establishing you know these these characters. Here we had one shot to learn an entire squadron of new people. I had more. I had more attachment to Saul Guerrero yeah. than I did to... Because you had time to get to know him. Right. You know, yeah. Guerrero... Because uh, Saul Guerrero was not a new character. No, yeah. I know. But but in all fairness, I had not seen Saw in the Clone Wars series. Oh. Because I hadn't finished the Clone Wars series when I had seen Rogue One. Yeah, but if you don't care about Forrest Whitaker, you're a monster. So, of right. course... Is that, is, that, is that what that of is? Of course you... you... Ghost dog, represent. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, anyway, casting an Andor, getting, getting his own show... Uh, for the TV uh, live I, I action think series. I think it's great news because if, you know, like you said, they didn't get a chance to develop his character in the film. Well, they're certainly going to get a chance to develop his character now. No. And I think one of the things that I said after Rogue One was I think they would be foolish not to do in comic book form a Cassian and K2 Either miniseries or an ongoing series. A buddy cop because, type of... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. I think they were hysterical together. And I thought it was real... I, I thought their chemistry was great. And I thought they certainly could explore it more and deepen it and make uh, sort of some of the things that, you know, were, were hinted at in Rogue One. They can make those things a lot more strong with oh, yeah. a comic book series or now a TV series. Um, and I, I think it's a great subject for, uh, you know, if they had to go back and pick a character with uh, some potential, uh, to, to be developed. And again, I think I, I agree with PK here that I think without K2, I don't, I don't think it's as interesting, but it certainly could lead up to him meeting K2 and then have K2 join. I think it may be in the uh, second or third episode or something. I think that's a relationship worth developing. 
I, I don't necessarily it's agree with you. Too. I just when I read it, I was just like, ah, I don't care enough about this character at this particular moment to get like right. head over heels crazy about. It. I'm gonna watch it. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, look, I'm gonna watch it. So far, yeah. in all seriousness, the only thing, it. the God. only Star Wars God. thing that I have not watched. Like legit, and I I can't bring myself to do it. Is I I can't bring myself to watch Resistance. I haven't. Started I, that I just no, like it I, looks I, terrible. I just can't. I can't do it. Uh, and um, I've not heard very good things either. So yeah. I'm just so let's let it. All right, let's move forward. All right, um, we're gonna skip uh, one thing in the in the in the prep sheet just for a second. We're just gonna go with Disney's new streaming service because this kind of ties into yep. D- uh, Diego Luna's new show. Um, we now know the name of the service is going to be called Disney Plus. It is going to launch sometime in twenty late twenty nineteen. In France, it will be Disney Plus. Disney Plus. And other than that, we don't know much else about it. We know some of the content that's going there. But we still don't have any idea about price point. We don't have any real idea about the breadth of content um, outside of the new series that they've announced for us. I don't see it in this article. This is just the <laughs> name announcement. But uh, And I, I'll try to find this maybe for a different segment uh, later on. But it, it's my understanding we're looking at a kind of larger parent amp. Uh, okay. Excuse me, parent app, which then branches out into uh, four or five smaller apps which i i imagine touch on all the various properties maybe there's a star wars app a marvel app uh junior app so it's going to be like it's going to be a la carte pricing uh, 20 for everything and it was there was a lot of discussion about about uh kind of like an umbrella and then several little things underneath it which Which i get would tell me that because listen you have maybe you people like us we have more interest in the star wars marvel end of things maybe not me definitely not interested in in disney junior or like the little little kid disney stuff so maybe there's a pricing package that's you know good for me for that the the more uh, geek fair stuff and maybe old movies and such like that. So it, it it's I'm interested to see how well, this our, all maps out. Our friend Christian slash Coffee Cup Robot on the Instagram, follow him, amazing artist. Um, mentioned that the service that he currently has, you know, across the pond and over the sea, um, th- there's a single app, and when you go in the app, there's sort of like hubs within the app that link to. Sir, is the is Hawaii falling down? I don't know. We, we, we've lost Kev entirely in the room. There he is. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, we will see just how that develops. Um, Ryan Reynolds unveils Once Upon a Deadpool poster. Fuck this. Fuck this right in its dirty nose. What? I... 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 I Look, I, I like that the money is going to charity. Yes. I like that part of it. Yes. So and maybe fuck it in its slightly clean nose. I, I, a, it's, but, go, it's going to charity, and how they're accommodating uh, this is hilarious. And it's also the reason for our opening. Our somber opening was not only just for somberness, but it, it ties into this very story here, which I think is goddamn hilarious. I, I, I don't know. I, I just – Bullshit. Okay. I, I want, I'm getting a ticket to this. Okay. I'm going, going to see this. I, because I think that – my, maybe it's my sense of humor, but I find often in certain circumstances, uh, the an, an edit is more hilarious than the first time around. I, I point you to Yippie Kaye, Mr. Falcon. Right. Um, I point you to uh, there's a video of the guy who says, come on down to the barbecuer. And then he turns around and the, the, and, the, and, he's, and the sign says the barb the barbecue. Right. And his uh, his reaction bleeped. Is more funny because you're expecting an ah oh, shit yeah and like just a different sort of emphasis and it's really kind of thrown away when it's not bleeped I, so there's there's hilarity in censorship yeah. and, and I uh, and and how they adjust something that's so especially something that's so vulgar as Deadpool I I'm actually I I can't wait to spend money right. to see how they skirt it, it and just, dodge it and fix it because I, you know it's going to be I, as Deadpool as Deadpool is. I think I, I guess I like the maybe the outcome and the intent but. Part of me, part of me, just thinks back to that parents' council that was bitching and moaning about the film being R to begin oh, with, course. and this is some sort but of. I, I don't think for a, to them. I don't and, think for a second it's about them. I think it's a, let's get some charity, but yeah. also find really neat ways to flip the bird to All those right. people too. I, which is another reason I'm going to go see so, it, to, just to see how creatively they can tell them to go fuck to themselves. Go fuck themselves. All right. All right. Maybe I retract my my ire just a tiny little bit. Uh, Chris McKay, the gentleman behind the Lego Batman movie, is going to be reteaming with Warner Brothers on the long-awaited live-action adaptation of Johnny Quest. Is it really long-awaited? Yep. I mean, it's 
<laughs> it's been a very Came long time. Came out in '64. There was ever. Yes, no, no. It, it. it has been a long time since it has come out. <laughs> but has it? Is it really long awaited? I mean, somebody somewhere has been hoping to see that movie since the '60s. Right. So I mean, um, it's long awaited for somebody. So I mean, look, I didn't hate the Johnny oh, Quest yeah. cartoons. It was probably my least favorite, though, out of that sort of world of cartoons. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a really? huge fan of Johnny Quest. Yeah. Huh. Um, but Is it because uh, Haji was in it. No, I just it just wasn't. I don't know. There were a lot of other Hanna Barbera shows that I liked a lot more. That's all. Who were the uh, Who were the prospective? Uh, uh, what's his name? The um, the white haired dude that they uh, that they also spoofed in C Lab. I forget that character's name. And they spoof him in Venture Brothers, don't they? Is too? it Bannon? <clears throat> Race Bannon. Race Bannon. Yeah. I wonder who. Uh, so how about uh, John Slattery? Is he around? I'm trying oh, to think. Oh God. Uh, yeah. What other What uh, other white haired dudes are out there that can do uh, something actiony? In 2009, it looks like they were getting ready to do it with uh, The Rock as Race Bannon. Wow. I, I vaguely recall that. I vaguely recall that. Um, Chris McKay is also a busy man. He is still uh, potentially attached to, de- to direct an in-development Nightwing film for DC. Um, and is also set there to direct a live-action adaptation of the tabletop role-playing game Dungeons & Dragons. So, we'll see where... Where all of that lies. Dungeons and Dragons, I guess, has a 2021 release date. No news. So I think of all the things in that article, uh-huh. the fact that they're going to try to do another Dungeons and Dragons movie is the most interesting. Yeah, I mean, look, Dungeons and Dragons is a property that either should not be adapted or needs to be adapted with such love. Like they need to adapt a Dragonlance story and yep. not try to come up with some Richard yeah. O'Brien as the you know, thieves guild master <laughs> bullshit uh, that they came Jesus. up with the or, first time around. Or go all in on adapting the TV series. Or go in. Nah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Out. maybe. And you know what? And can I just say that TV series is becoming more popular now than it was when it was on TV. Yeah. There's two different companies that are producing collectibles from it. Um, the first round of which, by the way, I don't know if you saw this. I, I, I sent you a message, OG, but you didn't respond. Um, that the first set of statues over at SideshowToy.com I saw, yeah. are freaking beautiful. If you yeah. haven't seen them, you should go over immediately, immediately and look at them. And if no, if you get no other one of them, uh, the Dungeon Master is the one that you should get. Is it because... the Dungeon Master or Avenger? What's that? Is it the Dungeon Master or Avenger? What's no, the one Dungeon that you Master. text me? Venger oh, okay. is actually being done by a that venture that they have at Sideshow is actually yeah. being done by a different company. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the, the, I, they haven't announced the venture from the company that's doing all of these ones are smaller yeah, in yeah. scale. Uh, and you'll see if you go over to Sideshow Toy. Venger is more like a quarter scale. He's much, much bigger. Right. But for the price of admission, sir, I think like 60 bucks, the Dungeon Master statue alone deserves a place of honor in uh in any collection any dungeons and dragons collection certainly um but uh i mean i think it's a really good looking piece and it's so cheap it's like how do you not get it i hear you if you're if you're if you're not going to get all of them which you know of course i would recommend that you do because i think together they probably look incredible and i think together in front of that quarter scale avenger statue they would look phenomenal um but if you get only one of them the Dungeon Master is an easy get. He's yeah. cheap. He looks really good. And yeah, so there's SaitoToy.com. Go check it out. But that said, there's still a second company that's going to produce statues for, the, I know. for that, for that uh, cartoon. Not to mention the fact that I've seen shirts, uh, you know, like at GameStop recently. I saw shirts. I saw some other things around. I think it's having, uh, I think it's having a, uh, a revival, if you will. I wouldn't say to the level of Batman 66, but I would definitely say there's, you well, know, with the popularity of D&D increasing exponentially every, you know, month. I was going to say. The fact yeah. that older properties bearing the D&D name are also getting more popular. If you want more proof of that, go look at the action figure prices. Remember the action figures, OJ? I do. Go look at the prices. <laughs> go look at the prices now. Versus six months ago, they've tripled. Oh, I don't doubt it. In that time, tripled. I mean, that's just a that's phenomenal. You should be able to pick up a set of them, probably for a couple of hundred bucks. Now, some of them you can't even touch for a couple of hundred bucks. Jeebus. Yeah. Jeebus. Revival. Revival. Um, Paramount is adapting 1985's Explorer film 
for television. It's going to be a television series based on the 1985 film by Joe Dante, um, originally starring Ethan Hawke and River Phoenix. Um, I like the Explorers. Yeah, didn't they make didn't they make some sort of ship out of like a tilt a whirl? Out of a tilt a whirl, it was out of the tilt a whirl and yeah. had that little uh, bubble. Yeah, they, uh, had the bubble. that yeah. they popped up and uh, and use that to travel around. And the uh, yeah, it's I mean it's a cool story. And uh, I mean, Carrie Fukunaga is busy as fuck. He on is really a, cool shit. Yeah, and super hyper crazy talented. So I mean, this is it's in good hands. We know that much. And again, you know, we keep talking about these TV shows that are getting rebooted or movies that are finding some sort of new home. I like the idea of the Explorers not just getting a film but getting a TV series because I thought it set up an interesting little world mm-hmm. in that film that obviously was explored very well in the yeah. confines of whatever it had back then, 90 minutes probably back then. Yeah, probably, yeah good, right? probably 90 minutes or so. Uh, films, weren't, films weren't regularly breaching the two-hour mark, I don't think. No. Um, uh, so, yeah, further developing and fleshing that out into a live-action TV series, I'm down with that. Illumination has announced an animated Super Mario Brothers film coming. Um Look, I'm a simple man. Anytime I see that Nintendo has slightly loosened up the reins on any of its properties, I get excited because I'm a Nintendo fan and because it just gives me hope that the two properties I really want to see developed will just be next. Right. I just keep hoping that Zelda is somewhere in there and we're still waiting for that announcement from what's his face from uh, Castlevania. Yep, yep. Which everybody speculated was going to be Zelda. And I'm still waiting for a properly done Metroid series. Oh, good God. In the yeah. vein of Alien. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. That would make me, like, the happiest person on Earth. That would be astounding. It would That, that movie lends itself to, like, space horror. And, and a, a strong female lead was, like, perfect you, for 2018. You know when you can, I, you know what I'm betting you can find, uh, you can expect an announcement like that? Uh... One or two weekends after Captain Marvel is released. Yeah, maybe. Then if that does as well as as it's being projected, it'll probably do. I bet you'll see an announcement about a Metroid film or TV show or something involving a similarly cosmic and uh, – well, not cosmic, but similarly yeah. badass female lead uh, in a tight space suit. Because, I mean, Samus is, Samus is oh one my. of the most iconic video game characters ever. Yeah, I mean, she stands up there in the pantheon of the greats. Oh yeah, um, and it, that's that 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 entire franchise is just is just ripe. There's for not a, some sort of not development. a single miss in any of that. It's a great mythos. It's uh, mm. it's it's a great design. Yeah, um, it's yeah. So it's, it astounds me that it has not found its way to a screen of some sort at all yet. It's but, because Nintendo is traditionally speaking tight. Which with could their be a good thing. Could sure, be a good they thing don't too. want it to just happen. Yeah, I get it. They, they, you know, they've been burned by this, you know, Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. Well, that's it. You know, that was, oh boy. That was I, the burn. They've never recovered from I, John Leguizamo. I would be cautious after that too. But I mean, look. what about Captain Lou Albano? Oh yeah, I mean it's oh, but you know what though? As goofy as that was, as goofy as Captain Lou Albano was, that show at least had a couple of seasons. Yeah, it did pretty well. It it I don't know that it's the the live action parts, stuck in my head. Yeah, the live action parts may not stand the test of time, but the animation portion, the animated portion of that show, still holds up pretty well. Yep. I've seen some, and Captain N still holds up halfway decent too. Like, so they've had some success yeah. through the years. It's just time for something new. Uh, Netflix has revealed that they're going to be developing a Pacific Rim and an Altered Carbon anime series um, in development. This is not Pacific Rim and Altered Carbon. This is Pacific Rim. And also and Altered Carbon. Altered right. Carbon. Um, so how do I feel about this? I, I'm in love with the Pacific Rim it's world. It's a perfect home for it. I'm, I'm in love with that Absolute world. Absolute perfect home um, for it. If we can't get more live action, I'm totally fine with animation. Yep. If you have to go with animation, why not take on an anime vibe? Absolutely. Anime is pretty much, is pretty much the leading um, iconic sort of um, – stylization for yeah. mech going back to the 70s yeah and before were, that probably if it were anything but an anime style it right. would not it would fly it just wouldn't it's, fly it's made for anime it's made for it. mech and kaiju is made for anime yeah the, it's i mean the, hands down the film itself is is you could see how much of of the anime influences on the films themselves of course especially the first one of so course naturally yeah it makes absolute sense that this would be um epic. as for altered carbon uh i really tried to get into that tv show when it launched and it just 
it just didn't. I, I got do through it the first me. episode and dug it, but it's it's one of those things where we just never got around to picking it up further than that. So, which is is probably a testament to uh, you know, the 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 quality of just not being the kind of thing where I have to watch the next one right away. I think I gave I'm it three. Like, I didn't really care. I think I gave it three. Yeah, and it was my three and done rule. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it, but, just, but when I was done with three, grab I was like, I don't feel the need to finish this. Yeah. So I thought the world that they had set up was potentially interesting. I just thought the pacing of the story on the live action show was a little bit slow and didn't grab me. So can it find a new home in an animated form? Maybe. Maybe. Well, I I check it out. Possibly. There's a few books or just the one book that that's based on. I don't. That I honestly don't know. Um, Because I I do have a lot of people recommending the uh, the book. The book series? The book. And I don't know if it's books plural or just a book. Yeah. I'll uh, have to research that, or maybe we'll see about it in the room. I'm waiting to see what pops up in there. Um, we are running long and late. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Um, I think we're going to take a break. We're clearly not going to get to everything on this prep sheet this week, but we'll pick out a few more things to hit when we come back. And uh, I think with that, Big Kev. With that, OG, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 500 and something. 18. 18. Uh, the one we're calling, what do we call it? Nuff said? Uh, Nuff said, yes. Ahoy, hoy. Welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. <laughs> New video game releases. The latest game from Bethesda Software is Fallout 76, the first Fallout installment to be completely online. Taking place upon the first vault opening, you are among the first to travel out into the world after the nukes went off. A survival game that plays heavily into this premise, meaning there's no established communities to explore. Because you're the first! The only other people you'll see are other players. Which sounds like a cool concept, but the trade-off is there's no interesting characters to talk to. Most of the fun of Fallout games was to talk to people and learn about their backstories. But now that's been replaced with a make-your-own-fun type survival game. Maybe wait and see how this game is received. I was really hyped when the game was announced, but since I've kind of cooled off. Fallout 76 is out now for $60 on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. The next game after Hitman 1 is Hitman 2. After the critical success of the re-rebooted Hitman game, the developers aren't fixing what's not broken, and adding a whole lot more. Play as Agent 47 and take out the target in a number of creative ways, with a lot of replayability, as there are many ways to take out your target. And just like the previous game, the first mission has been released for free, so you get a taste of the gameplay. I really like the first Hitman, and eventually if I ever finish Red Dead 2, I'd like to check this out. Hitman 2 is out now for $60 on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Remember how they did a Crash Bandicoot trilogy of remakes? That was super well received and sold very well. So now here's Spyro the Dragon trilogy. Those old PlayStation 1 games remade and slapped onto a disc. While those games were a bit easier and skewed more towards children, the HD remakes look really nice and worth checking out. Now to find out if Spyro the Dragon games hold up as well as Crash Bandicoot. Spyro Reignited Trilogy is out now for $40 on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. (laughs) Nintendo Switch is getting a couple of Pokemon games this Friday, with Let's Go Pikachu Edition and Let's Go Eevee Edition. You know, because it's tradition to soak the fans for two copies. But before you get excited, this is said to be not a real Pokemon game, but help me if I can tell the difference. I guess this is Pokemon Go for the smartphone, but packaged with some graphics, because instead of going outside into the real world, you walk around this Pokemon world. But I have no idea. Kids will probably want this. Hey, it's not their money. These Let's Go Pokemon games are on Nintendo Switch this Friday for... $60? And finally... After being an Xbox One exclusive, Sunset Overdrive is finally being released on PC this Friday. Priced at $20 and being from the makers of Spider-Man, it's a game to pay attention to. But there's no listing yet, so I'm excited to see if this rumor's true. This is Coke Logic signing off for GameStop. Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, 
remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step -step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. There we had a uh, lovely new game stuff by our good friend Coke Logic. Thank you, Coke Logic, for that. Um, I may actually want to check out the Spyro game series. I don't know why. I kind of feel like that might it's be fun games. Look at. Yeah, um, I will say very quickly on a very uh, on a personal note, not a very personal, just a personal note. Um, I have begun playing Red Dead Two. Yes, uh, I saw you racking up some trophies already. Good for I, you. Uh, yes, it's not. I have some frustrations about some of the game controls. Yeah. Um, but I am enjoying it overall. Was part of it involving the wolves and being on the horseback with the wolves? Well, that, well, that, that I, got me pissed. I failed that entire mission because <laughs> because my accuracy was shit. I got bit by the wolf. Yeah, I yeah. For that mission, I got I got an F plus. Mm. <laughs> um, but um, no, but there's there's a, there are other certain things like the wagon wheel is hard to negotiate sometimes, and like. Did you get to the train robbery yet? I have not gotten to the robbery yet. No, I've I've not been able to vote in nearly the time I want to to this mm. glorious game. So there's like a train robbery, and mm. one of the things you have to do is like put on a bandana. It's not a spoiler, but you have to put on a bandana, right? Because right. you're a train. And it took me like five minutes to put on the fucking bandana. <laughs> do you, I mean now? Do you have to like use the thumb controllers to tie? No, the no, knot. But, no, but you have to go. You have to go into the wheel, select the bandana. But if you if you linger over it for too long, it doesn't like it doesn't take when you go to select it. So you kind of have to do it fast. But as someone who was new to the game, I was trying to read the pop up uh, that okay. came up. And every time I would try to read it, then I wasn't able to equip it. And so you go out of the wagon wheel. And then one of the partners is like, what the hell's wrong with you, Arthur? Why don't you put on that bandana? It's not that hard. <laughs> Or whatever the hell he says. And I was like, God damn it, motherfucker. I'm going to push you off this fucking ledge and onto a train track. That's not what I said. No, that's exactly what I said. But anyway, I'm loving the game overall. It's a lot of fun. And uh, Hazata read that too. I, I have advice for that bandana thing. Uh, yeah. Get good, newbie. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Get, <laughs> fuck you. Um, so, yes. Don't forget, of course, during the break, we had uh, a word from our lovely sponsor. Um, the folks over at Build R2D2. BuildR2D2.com. This, uh, the, the fully functioning half scale, build it yourself, R2D2, um, extending arms, video camera, still camera, a projector, realistic droid movements, app control, pop-up lightsaber, um, and all sorts of other bells and whistles and awesomeness. The Woiks. The Woiks. So if you'd like to get in on that, you can go to buildr2d2.com. Or you can give them oh, a call. Yeah, you're, oh boy, and it's a big prep sheet. So it, is a, it is a, but it's right. Oh no, it's not right there. It's uh, but it's right there, right there. Eight seven seven five four four six seven seven nine. Yeah. So nice. So there you go, Kev. Are you there? Yes, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. You were just very quiet. I got concerned. Have you Have you had a chance to play the Red Dead yet? Not as yet, sir. My uh, my furniture arrived this morning. Oh, huzzah! So uh, I will perhaps have something to report by next week. That is fantastic news. I look forward to your input. Since you are like, I considered you the guru of the last game, and so I've been eagerly waiting for your input and thoughts. Apparently, a lot of people have been eagerly away. I'm getting it from Ten Ways to Sunday. You know who's giving me crap about it? Who? The sandwich. Well, that's not surprising. I just think that's balls for that kid. Give me crap. That's because I'm 6,000 miles away. <laughs> Sandwich, still the MVP of New York Comic Con this past Absolutely. year. 100%. So he gets a little bit of leeway. All right, let's move forward with just one or two more news stories that I'm going to kind of mush together real quick, and then we'll talk about some trailers. Um, the Invisibles is getting a TV series 
And so is um, The Survivor's Club. So The Invisibles was a comic book series written by Grant Morrison. Um, I don't think I ever read The Invisibles, now that I think about it. Well, you saw The Matrix, right? I did see The Matrix, yes. Well, it is heavily, heavily influenced uh, by The Invisibles. Okay. Really? Yes. So this article describes it as an elite international cell of occult freedom fighters dedicated to the creation of a better world for everyone by any means necessary. It's a book that ran under the DC Vertigo umbrella for, I guess, close to six years. Oh, yeah. And it says it serves as a major inspiration for the Wachowskis Matrix trilogy. There you go. Um, yeah, I don't think I did. Have you did you read the Invisibles? I did Either not. Of you? Nope. Nope. So I read the first book, but I am interested now. All right. Did you like the first book? Do you recall? I them? did actually. I have them all in hardcover. I just haven't read them yet. Nice. All right. Maybe I'll maybe I'll have to check it out. I'm sure it'll go on sale on Comicsology if it's not already sometime soon. Um, an, another f- series coming from the Vertigo world. This time for over at the CW Survivors Club. Um, Survivors Club was. Um, Another series, the story follows twins Jason and Jennifer who live in a world where the monsters from the horror, from horror franchises are real. After their bond is broken over a supernatural incident that took uh, the life of their mother, the two team up with other teenage survivors to combat their demons, both internally and externally. I mean, it sounds cool. Yeah, but that's a Vertigo title too, so it's going to have some edge to it, I think. But it's another one I never, ever, ever read. Nope, same here. So nope, I don't even know that uh, I recall me either. that one. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's move into some trailers that came out this week. Oh, okay. Yeah? Um, we got our first sort of teaser for Toy Story Four. Um, there's a Toy Story Four coming, y'all. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much what the teaser was, right? Basically, yeah. I mean, and, it wasn't. And, uh, uh, <laughs> they introduced the new character, uh, which in this film is uh, a character by the name of Forky. Forky, yes. So apparently they Forky. they passed through Pee Wee's Playhouse at some point, <laughs> right? Uh, before uh, starting this film, right? Hi, uh, Forky. Um, so I ah! mean, <laughs> I love that franchise. So I'm excited to see what they do with it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I guess that's all I really have to say. I, for now. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, Forky is also a spork, yep. so I love yeah. sporks. Why isn't he sporky? Uh, I wonder, is spork is spork a trademarked name? I That's a good question. It may be. I, I wonder I if I don't know if it's a trademark design, but possibly a trademarked word well, or, because, uh, or a name. Yeah. Because I know Taco Bell used like to Velcro. have. like Velcro. Yes. Taco Bell had sporks yeah. as utensils for a while, but they didn't call them sporks. I think they just called them multi-purpose utensil or something <laughs> weird like that. It, it had some generic sort of names. So. Mexican pizza eating tool. That's right. That's right. Multi-fork. Multi-fork. Lilo Dallas. Multi-fork. I mostly didn't even want to mention this next one. But then I was like, I have to mention this next one. Because I feel like as a franchise, there are ties to this show. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they... The problem was they wouldn't let me in to see the trailer. Or uh, <laughs> right, you weren't allowed. Take. No, you were allowed in. You just weren't just, allowed to watch it. I was, you had to sit there with your eyes closed the, the entire time. Um, <laughs> Ugly Dolls is a film <laughs> franchise coming to us from STX Films. They've released their first trailer from the series. It's going to feature the voices of Kelly Clarkson, Nick Jonas, uh, Janelle Monae, Blake Shelton, and Pitbull. The what film is inspired in there, huh? by. Um, the global plush toy phenomenon that was originally launched back in 2001. So here's my thing. I like ugly dolls. I like the style of them. I like the original story that was behind them. Yep. The gentleman who created the ugly dolls, um, was it Paul Horvath? Has appeared on this program. Um, very nice man. However, the tie into this show was a long, long time ago. And in, in, in the way back when, yep. Uh, in my, the before time, in the before time, in the, in the long, the, long the, ago, yeah, in the before timey times. Um, myself, uh, Big Kev, and PK uh-huh. all visited International Toy Fair at yeah. the Jacob Javits Center. I feel like in, this is like uh, a 2010 ish time frame. It, it, it might have goes been. back quite a few years. Um, back then, we were still allowed legally into New York Toy Fair. <laughs> um, we had Geek Stuff passes and everything. Um, Whoa. Mm-hmm. We went to visit the Ugly Doll booth, which was a stop for us every year. Yep. We always wanted to see what new product was coming out. It's serious. Before there was a Big Kev's Geek stuff, when there was still just a Critical Toys and a Collectible Bits box. That's right. We covered Ugly Doll. Um, yeah. This year was their first year, I think, sort of leaving 
not leaving the plush line, but branching out from the plush line, they launched their vinyl toy line that year. Right. We were all very excited to see the new product because we were into toys and collectibles and it was something different than plush that we could get our hands on. And who didn't want to do that? We went to the booth. We went to talk to the woman who was the rep at the booth yep, at the, the time. Going through all the proper channels, the, the whole the whole rigmarole. All the, per, you know, we had press badges. We had permission to be there. We had a scheduled interview. And then she promptly tells us we're not allowed to photograph the product. But if we do photograph the product, they own the rights to all of the images that we take. And, and handed me a form that had, yeah. that signed my life away on the on this uh, on this sheet. Right. Uh, and, and all of my images just, just got by. Yeah. It's uh, owned by the Ugly Doll Company. I said, uh, no. No. Um, and this this has this this moment has forever soured me. Yeah. On ugly dolls, it's a shame because I like them, and I know that the creative team behind the dolls had nothing to do with oh, this. Of course moment. not. No, this this was a a, a, a corporate talking head. Yeah. Uh, you know. But it just soured me. Nonsense. It just but soured it, me. It really. Yeah. It the, was an ugly. That was an ugly. Experience. It, was, it was an ugly. Experience. Dun, dun, dun. Um, the funny part about this is that five minutes later we left the ugly doll booth and we went to another booth that had a major distribution. Uh, it was a major distributor. They weren't a manufacturer. They were a distributor. So they had products from all of these other licenses that were showing at Toy Fair. Yep. We went into that booth to see the Fraggle Rock merchandise they right. had because we were super excited about it. And as we're oh, looking yeah. at all the Fraggle Rock merchandise, sitting on a shelf directly next to them. Literally everything. The entire Ugly Doll line. <laughs> the entire new line. Which we promptly photographed. <laughs> And and published. I, I turned into Austin Powers in <laughs> yeah. his modeling sessions. Go, yes, 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 no, no, no. Fired away at yeah. these things. I, 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 actually, no, that's not the exact thing. It was, hey, is it okay if we shoot these? Yeah, go ahead. Click, 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 click. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we still got the permission, yeah. but yeah, amazing. So some undesirable woman from the Ugly Doll Company soured us on the company for no good reason because a million other people were taking photographs of their product at other booths the entirety of the rest of the weekend. Yep. So there you go. It's Ugly Doll. But I might check out the movie. Who knows? <laughs> All right. The the most bizarre trailer to hit the screens this week. I got nothing for this did one. Did you watch the trailer? I did. I <laughs> I. I, uh, we I got nothing. We got our first trailer for Detective Pikachu, a movie that I want to hate. Yet after watching the trailer, I am both intrigued and slightly charmed by. Now I, I know next to nothing about these things. I haven't played the game, you sure. know, and and I never collected the cards or played any version of any game, yeah. Game Boy or otherwise. Uh, so it's lost on me. But I will. I was I was unnerved because Pikachu. Like I never envisioned Pikachu as furry. Yeah, but obviously. You know, is, yeah. obviously he is, but it's because of, you know, you just don't, you've, I've never seen him rendered in such a way. It was, it threw me for a loop, uh, to see him, uh, in that way. Uh, and also, well, his voice, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's also a little on the, on the shocking side, but, uh, yeah, the, the appearance was, uh, was jarring. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it kind of looks cute. <laughs> I think it kind of looks funny. I think some of the other Pokemon that are in the film, we get a look at Bulbasaur, we get a look at Charizard, we get a look at Jigglypuff. Uh, I'm probably one or two that I'm missing. Flippity flip um, Duck. Uh, it was Psyduck in the trailer too. He might have been. I don't uh, remember. But I don't know. I didn't see it. Oh, but I think the trailer actually looks kind of cute, and I probably will see this with my son because he is a Pokemon fan. Turducken in there. Sounds too. like the first stoner hit of 2019. There you go. All right, one last trailer, and then we we do have to wrap it up because we're running very long, and my familial obligations are about to kick in. But the Secret Life of Pets two, um, Max has a trailer released. Several reasons for me to mention this. First of all, I really liked the first Secret Life of Pets movie. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was really cute. I have watched it several times since its release. Is that the Headbanging Poodles one? That is the Headbanging Poodles okay. one. I yes. have yet to see that. Um, I thought it was really funny. I thought it Kevin was really Hart, funny. Rabbit. Correct. Um, so in addition to that, our very good friend, Brian Lynch, is the gentleman who, who worked on the script for this film. Oh. He worked on the original as well. How's about that? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see this. I'm super excited. Whenever Brian has a new property or project coming out, I love Brian. He's one of my favorite people. He's always been super nice to me and to the show. And I'm always happy to support any of his projects. And it just so happens that I happen to like uh, the product that he puts out. So I'm super excited for that trailer. The trailer is kind of fun. And, uh, yeah. Um. I think that's it. We do have some plugs we'll get okay. to. Um, but, Big Kev, do you have anything else you want to hit to before we roll into some of those? No, sir. All I right. don't want to hold you up. All right. All right. Um, 
do, do we do we need to roll into the wrap up as well? Or are we just going to uh, blow through? Like, how are we going to do this? Uh, yeah. j- just a, a quick nod, real oh, quick yeah, for, yeah. for any any fans of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. If you have uh, or if you're not caught up on it, it's worth it to get caught up. The finale for their 13th season just aired last Wednesday, right? Uh, and I, I won't say anything to spoil it if you haven't uh, done anything because I think it's good to go in blind. But it's a it's a incredible departure from everything they've done. It's a great episode and uh, it ends like they've never ended a thing before. And the reason I want to mention is because from my perspective, it, it's it's something that has rocked my emotions for several days now. And I, I can't handle this this final five, six minutes of the uh, of the show. And I'm, I'm just curious who else out there has been walloped as much in the gut uh, as I have by this and, and not in a, in a sad way. It's just it's just a, a wash of emotions from a piece of piece of art I've never experienced in my life before. That's crazy. Uh, to the point where the next day after watching it, reading the description yeah. of the of the piece got me choked up That's listening crazy. to the song about an hour or so later yeah. got me got tears uh, from my face and i have yet to watch this without without crying over this wow. thing it's a very raw very emotional and very very uh, just a wonderful departure for it's always sunny in for philadelphia people who don't follow the series regularly can they watch just this episode or do you need the impact? the episode stands alone okay I, I think if you've never watched it before there you'll you won't have an explanation and really there wasn't much explanation yeah. other than rob McElhenney wanted to do it uh but in this season the 13th season uh mac is utterly stupidly ridiculously marvel superhero jacked yeah and what and McElhenney did to prepare for that was spent like seven months uh, on this ridiculous diet regimen, basically put himself through the Hugh Jackman treatment to right, get right. ripped. To, it, wait, in the first episode, he rips his shirt off, yeah. and I thought it was fake. I thought they superimposed his head <laughs> on his body as a gag. Right? He legit. He, he's crazy. He's That's a crazy. psychopath and devoted to his art. But it all culminates, uh, and, and this rippedness all culminates in these final moments of this finale episode, and it's uh, it's utterly blown me away and i'm still trying to process and understand why it's affecting me so emotionally and i I don't have a handle on it at all um but uh definitely recommend it it's uh it's beautiful stuff and a great send-off for uh the 13th season and i think we have one more for always sunny and that's the end of that all right Uh, this that wasn't the series finale uh just the season finale there's at least one more at least one more season and i'm not sure i think that might be the the final Mm, go i think i'm not don't quote me on that um, a few more plugs. Um, our good friend George Vega has a Kickstarter campaign out right now. It's called GV Pop 80s. He has 10 days left to go. He's at just over $1,000 of a $1,500 mark to get this thing funded. How many days left? 10 days. Oh, he's got Come it. Come on, we Put can him do over. that. Yeah, so, so fans of the show, listeners of the show, um, you know, we'd appreciate it, of course, if you support George. George has always been... Um, a super fan to us. He's always he's been very good to our patrons at New York Comic oh, yeah. Con to give out sketches to our patrons for free. Yeah, um, and he gave them you know carte blanche to get them done in advance. And um, and he's just a great guy. He's been a friend of the show for years, for years. And uh, it would be great for him to get this Kickstarter um, fully funded. So ten days. Go to Kickstarter. Look for GV Pop Eighties. I posted it on our Facebook page as well. I'll repost it. So look for it there. Get on and, it. Put them uh, over and check that out. Also, a very good friend of the show, uh, super fan. Dave Donovan <laughs> is um, is hosting or sponsoring and part of Huracan, which is a benefit comic convention in East Rockaway, New York. It's coming up this Saturday, November 17th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um, at the Parish Hall on 100 Main Street in East Rockaway, New York. Pretty much after Hurricane Sandy, they set up a relief center in, um, in a, local, um, a local parish hall gym. Um, to help people who were displaced, who lost everything, who needed some help. And um, unfortunately, the gym suffered some damage and loss as a result of the hurricane. And so the benefit or the um, the proceeds from this comic convention is going back to that church who put up those people and helped those people out in their time of need. And it's going to help them replace and uh, repair that gym floor. So it is a great event um, you could check them out. Look for Huracan on Facebook. That's H-U-R-R-I-C-O-N. I also posted a link to that on our Facebook page. So if you're local to that, you can go and support it. That would be great. And uh, I'd love to hear from Superfan. I unfortunately cannot make it, but I'd love to hear from Superfan Dave that uh, a couple of our fans who were local were able to make it out there and show some love and support. That would be excellent. Um, but I think Did they book the hurricane yet? <laughs> I don't know if they booked the hurricane yet. I still say <laughs> it would be the best thing ever. But uh, Of all time. Of all time. But uh, yes, with that, 
Don't forget, you can check us out online each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com. You can give us a call over at our GVM line. 201-730-BKGS. Um, on, uh, you can find us at facebook.com backslash bkgeekstuff, patreon.com backslash bkgeekstuff. Of course, we would love you if you could support us over there. It really means a lot to us and the show. Even a dollar a month is tremendously helpful, and uh, you get something for your money. No, no reward level goes without a little bit of something at minimum. Um, you can find me on social media. I'm at GeekStuffOG across all the social media platforms, and that includes the PlayStation 4. If you add me on the PlayStation 4, please just send me a little note saying that you're a fan of the show because <laughs> um, I don't accept rent. I don't accept requests from randos. So send a little randos. note along with your uh, with your firm request. I am Big Kev GS on the Xbox platform, to which I will make a triumphant return this week. Huzzah! I am... Uh, thank you. I am uh, BK Geek Stuff on everything else, I believe. Sweet. And you'll find me as K Robert Marlowe on Twitter and Instagram. So there you go, folks. Thank you again for listening. Thank you again for our patrons for tuning in to the live stream of this particular show tonight. If you want to get on that, you still can. Patreon.com backslash BK Geek Stuff. And with that, Big Kev. Without OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a close. Episode 518, the one we called Nuff Said. By saying, good night, Stanley, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Cuando salga